In yesterday's 3-2 loss to the Los Angeles Angels, a lot of people have been talking about should Davey Martinez have pulled Mackenzie Gore in that fourth inning. Well, I'm here to tell you my decision on who is right and who is wrong. I'll get to that right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. And of course, if you guys haven't tuned in before, I have been a Nationals fan my entire life, and I have now taken it into podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day. And as we get to the Washington Nationals, they dropped three to two to the Anaheim Angels, Los Angeles Angels, whatever you want to call them. There was a decision that Davey Martinez made that had some people a little bit up in arms on should he have pulled Mackenzie Gore at that moment in time through three and two thirds, bases loaded, two outs. He was bases loaded with zero outs, struck out two batters right then and there and then walked Brett Phillips to tie the game, and then he got the pull for Mason Thompson. A lot of people have been talking about this, and this has been a running theme with Davey Martinez pulling pitchers out maybe a little earlier than you would have liked. But I'm here to tell you, Davey Martinez made the absolute right decision to pull Mackenzie Gore right then and there. And here's the thing. Davey Martinez has been known to, well, not have the best judgment at times when to pull guys and when to not. We like to look back at Dusty Baker, his time in D.C., and all we remember are the times that he didn't pull guys from the game in the, for, to go to the bullpen or whatever it may be. Max Scherzer in the postseason, not pressing the right buttons for the bullpen. And that is what a lot of us are living under right now with Davey Martinez. We talk about this but not as much as we probably should be because this has been a reoccurring issue with Davey Martinez. But here's my take. I don't believe yesterday was one of those decisions to where it left my head scratching for a young pitcher, a 24 year old. What's the point? What is the point? But Davey Martinez is basically that of Dusty Baker to where we complained about all those foul errors and all those pitching mistakes. David Martinez is not that much different from Dusty in that category. And I think a lot of people just kind of are distracted by that after 2019. And we're kind of living under this constant cloud of it to where some fans, myself included at times, we get a little delusional about where we are. We look ourselves in the mirror and you're like, you know what, you have lost a little weight. But in reality, you step on the scale, the scale doesn't lie. You may think that you look a little better than what you actually do. But in this situation, this situation, Davey Martinez made the right decision. And it's okay to criticize Davey Martinez. I believe in my honest opinion, I probably don't even do it enough. 
because there are a lot of criticisms to be handed out. And yes, guys, I'll say it again. I'm aware he won that 2019 World Series. Thank you very much. That's no excuse for what he has done poorly. And that thing that he has done poorly is handling pitching at times. But guys, here's the thing. Winning a World Series is no excuse. It's not a hall pass for years and years and years. It can't be. This is not a decision that comes lightly, especially with these younger, brighter arms, like a Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray. It's okay to criticize that. But in this scenario, what Davey Martinez did yesterday, that is not a bad decision. He made the right decision pulling Mackenzie Gore from that jam. There's a fine line of being aggressive and also not that smart. Davey did the smart thing. Gore is coming off a season to where he missed the second half of 2022 with elbow inflammation. Does anyone know of any player not pitching for the Washington Nationals that has some arm issues? Anyone? Steven Strasburg? Okay. This team doesn't need to win right now, guys. Davey's vision is on the future just like us, and that is where we all need to be. Why keep Gore out there when his pitch count is at 88 pitches with the bases loaded in two outs? What's the point of that? For the third start of this young season, for his third start in a curly W hat, what is the point of leaving someone out there to test him to get out of a jam for the third start of the year? And besides, the team has been playing well, and it's not like the bullpen is bad. It's not like they went to Anthony Bonda. It's not like they went to a Rosmo Ramirez. They went to Mason Thompson, one of our best bullpen arms up to this point. So it's not like making that decision to go to a uh, a Rosmo Palo Espino type. No. He went to our best arm to get out of that jam, and that is what he did. So yes, in a rebuilding situation, I do want to see some young guys left out there and work it out for themselves. We saw Josiah Gray get through that hump just a little bit in the back end of last year. But now is not that time for Mackenzie Gore. Right now, if you believe that he's done, if you believe that he's starting to get a little worn out, sit him. It's okay. It's okay to do that on April 12th. It's okay to do that. And that's what people need to understand is that this is a process. It's not just going to click overnight for him. This isn't Max Scherzer emptying the tank up to 115 pitches. That shouldn't be it either. Because even that is dangerous. Now, Max Scherzer is a freak of nature, and we never really had to worry about those injuries with him. But also, it's going to add up eventually. And when you're 24 years old, 23, 24, in that age, there's no point to do it right now. Unless we're competing for a postseason spot the late September, yes, leave him out there because I believe Mackenzie Gore gives you the best chance of winning. But here's the key. Do we really care that much about winning at this second in time? Do we? And yes, of course we want to win. Of course the players want to win. Of course I want to win. But here's also the thing. There's a process going on. We're in a rebuild. This isn't a reboot, the word that he used again on the Sports Junkies the other day. 
Mike Rizzo. But now is the time to actually look at these things, evaluate them, and then make a decision on what you believe is best for the organization now and in the future. And both those king things are accounted for, and they should be. That is what a rebuild looks like. And that is what a rebuild should look like. It's not going to happen now. The clicking of everything and just allowing the guy to get out there and work through a jam. Not everyone works through a jam. And besides, we've talked about with Mackenzie Gore, the competitive nature that he has just inside of him. Davey Martinez alluded to the other day, I believe in his second start of the season, he went into the clubhouse real quick during his start, kind of just did his thing and threw a little tantrum, you could say, and then he came back and told Davey he was fine. This is still a young kid, you know? He's throwing tantrums out there, which is great. I love it. I love the competitive nature of it. I'm not knocking him at all for this. But also the thing is, you want to keep him even keeled. And that's fine to yank him. It's okay to do this at this point in time. That day to leave him out there in a situation to where your team is not going to be winning this second, that day will come. It's just not today. And it will certainly come by this year. And if it doesn't come this year, then guess what? I will be here. Davey Martinez, you will be on the hot seat then. But right now, no one is on the hot seat. Davey Martinez made the right decision. And yes, we can also talk about his past, which we did here a little bit, and how he hasn't made the right decisions a lot of times. But in this particular case, you're just going to let your Southpaw out there, the young 24-year-old who's looked dominant through three starts so far. You're just going to let him sit out there to die against a pretty loaded Los Angeles Angels lineup? I don't see the point in it. That's why going to Mason Thompson, again, another winning decision that Davey made, was the right thing to do. Now, again, let me reiterate this. If this was two years down the line, if this is 2025, Mackenzie Gore has established himself already. The Nationals are a pretty solid team. You're starting to see some prospects up. Yes, of course, I want to see him work through that. But why rush it now? It's April 13th. There's no point in doing that. We got a lot of baseball left to play. And besides, this guy was injured for a couple months last year. Could he have pitched at the end of last year? Of course. But the Nationals chose not to, to shut him down. And which honestly was probably the right thing to do looking back on it. Because we talk about guys and their injuries with the arms. The worst possible scenario would have been to leave them out there, have them get drilled with a double in the gap, bases juicing double. And what's his ERA at now? Because right now it's sitting at a nice 3.0 ERA. And he's looking damn good. So that part of it just needed to get off my chest. Because I did see a lot of Nationals fans not too happy with that decision. But I wanted to explain as to why they should have made that decision. And David Martinez did make the right decision. A decision I talked about a lot this offseason that I wasn't happy with was the acquisition of J. Mayor Candelario. Let me say this. J. Mayor, if you're listening to Locked On Nationals, which I bet you will, I'm sorry. I was wrong. You, my friend, have caught my attention. I'm going to explain that, but before we get into that, 
I got to tell you guys about our friends over on eBay Motors. And guys, here's the thing. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit. Or your money back, of course. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions always do apply. And now we get back into J-Mare Candelario as, again, I owe J-Mare an apology. If you are listening here, J-Mare Candelario, I'm sorry. I refuse to believe that last offseason, or this past offseason, was a good acquisition signing you. And that might seem harsh, but honestly, we got to talk about this because Candelario He was never considered to be an elite defensive third baseman. But so far, this Nationals team, J-Mare has been balling in the field. I did not see this coming. And in fact, I think no one saw this coming. Who could have? He was DFA'd by the Detroit Tigers for a reason. And it wasn't because he was a good player. For the Detroit Tigers, who were not very good last year either. And by the way, is Candelario really that worth it still? But again, I do have to highlight that this guy has actually been a very consistent third baseman for the Washington Nationals. Now, here's also the little issue with it. He hasn't really been hitting too much at the plate, but here's a plus. He leads the league, or not the league, he leads the Washington Nationals in home runs with only two. In 53 at-bats. That might not mean something to you. But at this point when we're talking about power. And how we need to generate some more power. Jamer Candelario has kind of been doing that. And it's only two home runs. It's only a couple extra base hits. But here's the thing. This Nationals team lacks in that department already. So if you're going to lead the team. I keep on saying lead the league. If you're going to lead the team in home runs and slugging in all these different stats, then you better be <laughs> you better be good at it, I guess. Because <laughs> here's here's let's just rip the band-aid off. This team isn't is not hitting for power whatsoever. I will take Candelario in for his limited production at the plate so far. I will take that over nothing. Because let's be honest, we know what this team is missing. And that is that slugging, the power, the home runs, the manufacturing your own runs. Well, J-Mare has actually done that pretty damn well so far. And you're starting to see him hit the ball a lot harder than we honestly expected. Because the thing with J-Mare is that I don't really look at him 
and consider him, as I've talked about a lot this offseason, as someone to where, yeah, he's not going to be in that lineup in 2025. He might not even be in that lineup next year, and let alone he might not even be in this lineup in July at this point. But here's what we did not expect with him, was his defensive performance. We've seen him field balls with his bare hand, throw it over Anthony Rendon's style across the body, and make it look effortless. Mark Zuckerman from MassInSports.com, he alluded to the fact early on in spring training, and I'm giving him credit for this because he was the only one I saw tweet this out, that J-Mare was way more impressive at third base than he anticipated. And so I saw that, and I was kind of like, okay, that's cool. Like, it's it's BP. He's taking ground balls, whatever. From who? Tim Boker, Davey? It doesn't really matter. But now I see it for myself in person, seeing it on the TV, seeing him flash the leather, make some plays that I'm like, we haven't seen that since Anthony Rendon. I mean, maybe we're just so used to Michael Franco from last year that we just have low expectations. And that could very well be the case. But I also need to beg to differ that I think Jamer is just a solid third baseman up to this point. And you can see the arm. It all makes sense to him. And it's a natural third base position for him. Like with Franco last year, I couldn't stand watching him. As a former third baseman myself, major leaguer, you could look it up. I see the philosophical differences between Franco and Candelario. And Candelario is a much better option over on third base. So I wonder, we don't really talk enough about this, and especially talking about like a Victor Robles turnaround in a Candelario defensive effort. The analytics that this organization has now flooded into the team, does this have to do with it? Is that to credit some of these turnarounds, what you're seeing from J-Mare over on the hot corner, seeing from Victor Robles at the plate? Because we talk about coaching up, and obviously they have been coached up. But also another big factor of this offseason was that analytics, all these different metrics have been put and established into the organization for anyone's use. I don't really know too much about the analytics and where they help, but I do know they help a lot. As you see teams like the Rays, who are heavily invested in analytics, look at them. They haven't lost a game so far. They're on track to go 162-0. But we just aren't really looking at it from that perspective because we don't really have that inside eye to where we can see this is what helps with that guy. That is what helps with this guy. We don't have that ability. We're fans. We don't have this total access to the team. While, yes, I am in the press box, I can be in the clubhouse, they're not showing me the secret sauce. They're not telling me how the sausage is made. In fact, I'm sure we'll find out eventually from one of the beat writers really going in on the analytics and how they have been used in this organization. Because last year, Austin Voth famously said that he didn't really dog on the Nationals analytics department, but he did kind of throw some shade saying, I've never had this type of resources to my use. And we saw him ball out last year. So I think the analytics side of things are starting to see these random weird turnarounds to where the Nationals are using them to their advantage, finally. 
And I think a lot of people, including myself, have kind of looked beyond that fact. So, J. Mayor Candelario, hat tip to you, my friend. I did not see this coming. No one saw this coming. And yeah, I'm sorry, J. Mayor. How about that? Oh, gosh, I had to get that off my chest, everybody. But we do have to move on. I think a lot of people, and this is just going to be a part one. This is going to be talked about a lot as the season goes on, as we continue to see the success, and as we kind of feel out the fan base and what they're feeling of. But I think people need to be reminded of one thing, and that is that this Nationals team cannot pick in the top 10 in the MLB draft in 2024. I'm going to explain that to you, but before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Rocket money and guys rocket me here's the thing did you discover any subscriptions you forgot about or did rocket money cancel a subscription for you that was otherwise tricky or time consuming hear this try it free for 30 days just enough time to try it and then completely forget about it in fact try over 80 percent of people who have subscriptions they forget about you could be wasting money and not even realizing it Rocket Money helps you find those forgotten subscriptions so you can stop paying for the ones you don't use. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnMLB, rocketmoney.com slash LockedOnMLB. And now I have to tell you guys about our friends over on Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try it. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think they're good for you, but you got to try it. I've lost some weight because of Built Bars, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can put up a four-bar box of cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar, or a coconut puff. My favorite. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro puff. Guys, as always, you can thank me later. And now we get into discussing the 2024 MLB draft. And I was talking with my friends over on Ref the District about this. You can check them out on social media. And guys, here's the thing. Not a lot of people are talking about this. And do you know that the Washington Nationals can't pick in the top 10 in the 2024 MLB draft? Yes, that part is true. Reading a story back in December from Andrew Golden in the Washington Post, he was the one who first put me on to that. So I kept that in the back of my head, but I also was thinking, like, I haven't really found any other reasons to why that is true. I haven't seen the CBA for myself and all these big time national reporters like a Ken Rosenthal, they aren't really talking about it. So I did obviously believe in Andrew and his reporting because that's what he does. He's great at what he does, obviously. 
but I wanted some clarification. And so I got that with MLB.com saying that the Nationals cannot pick in the top 10 in the 2024 draft. Teams cannot pick in the top 10, I believe, in back-to-back years. You cannot hit that system. So moral of the story, some people might be asking a lot of questions to yourself. And I'm asking those same questions. Why does this make sense? Why is this a rule? What is the point of it? Well, the point of it is to stop tanking. Myself, I'm all in on tanking. I can do the tanking thing. No matter how long it takes, I'm patient enough to do that said tanking. But it is preventing that tank. So the whole point of this, the Washington Nationals losing games this year, yeah, I guess we'll get the 11th pick now. But we're not getting the top three pick. We're not getting a top five pick. Hell, we're not getting a top 10 pick. So what does losing really do this year? As we've talked about a lot in this season, the Nationals aren't going to be winning too many games. We understand that. But also for the tanking crowd, including myself, tanking's not going to really do too much to this team. In fact, it's not going to do anything at all. Not a damn thing. So with that, the Washington Nationals losing games, It's not all that fun to root for when you don't really have that prize at the end of the tunnel. You don't get that. Not this year. Not with the new CBA. And it's not just the Nationals. It's going to be plenty of other teams that will be affected by this. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Can't pick them in the top 10. Teams like that who have been really bad over the last few years. You're not picking in the top 10 back-to-back years. It's not a thing anymore. So, be prepared for that. We'll be talking a lot more about that. I just needed to get that off the chest because I do believe it is an important factor to this season as some people continue to talk about tanking and wanting to lose. Hmm, Not really going to pay that much. I can tell you that. So thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Win your league by listening to Matt and Dom. Every day is giving you the best fantasy strategies in the game. Locked On Fantasy Baseball, find it wherever you get your pods and on YouTube. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every day. And guys, again, thank you for tuning in. I will talk to you tomorrow as I have talked with Sully from Locked On MLB. We will be discussing the Nationals in a big picture form. Do people still trust Mike Rizzo as a baseball executive? Tomorrow, that will be a huge topic of conversation with my guy Soli from Locked on MLB. Can't wait to see you there. 